0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Authentic Your Media, presenting you with worldwide radio, TV, webinars, and live events. And today, inspired wellness living with holistic nutritionist and health and wellness enthusiast, Tanya Fines. Tanya will discuss topics and issues that in her 23 years of experience seem to linger at the root of why so many of us struggle with weight and living lives that are healthy and more balanced and truly happy. If you are ready to get off that roller coaster of quick fixes and start the journey to a more inspired wellness living, stay tuned. Now, on with the show. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Tanya Fines. I'm a certified um, holistic wellness practitioner, personal trainer, and nutritionist. Um, and I'm also an athlete. Uh, welcome to the show today. If you haven't been here before, um, this is a show about helping you get from where you are to where you want to be in terms of how you're looking and how you're feeling. Um, my approach is very holistic, so I don't often think about health and fitness from the neck down. It is an entire body project. Um, and that's what we talked a little bit about or a lot about as well as some information about me and why I may be the person to help you and why I love doing what I do. So, welcome. I'm coming to you live from New Zealand. It is uh, 8 o'clock in the morning here, and it's a gorgeous day, so I'm looking forward to uh, when I'm done my call here, heading out to the beach for a walk. So, before any of that happens, I guess it's time to get on with the show. Um, Today, I do want to talk more about what's really going on under the weight. Okay, and what I mean by that is, um, I've been doing this for a very, very long time, um, 23 years, and I have yet to see a client, or speak with a client, or work with a client that, when we initially meet for a consult, that it's just about weight and food. There's always something else going on, and in my opinion, it's why a lot of um, diets and exercise. Programs, challenges, boot camps tend to not work to the point where there's something that a person can sustain for the long term because they often fail to address what's really going on under the weight. And a lot of times we're not really sure ourselves and that's where getting the help and support can really help you get to the core of what's going on, why are you comforting yourself, medicating, numbing, hiding, um, using food. And once it becomes much more clear to you, uh, to the client, what's going on, then you can actually start making some decisions. Then you can start making some changes. And that's where the really exciting work begins because you do see those changes. You do feel those changes. And it's the greatest motivation ever. You can have an entire support network, which is very, very valuable to have. And I can't stress enough the importance of having family and friends and just people on board that are there to support you through the process of getting yourself healthier and getting yourself well um, it's needed because we all have days where we think, "Oh, this is just—I can't do this. I just want a cupcake." Um, so support is great. However, the greatest motivation is when you start to feel the results of the changes you're making. When you start living that, um, uh, it's 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 the number one thing to to make you want to continue with it, especially on the days when you're tired when um, you're sore. When you just you don't want to look at another green vegetable, okay? Um, so, what's really going on under the weight? Um, a lot of things, and it's different for everybody. And um, without addressing it, it can make weight loss and weight management. Really, really challenging. And I, I want to go back to that, what I just said for a second here about weight loss and weight management. I really despise the term weight loss and not because it's a bad thing. Weight loss is a great thing. I mean, with weight loss comes greater health, comes um, renewed energy, a more sustainable energy, um, a passion for life, um, an excitedness about living and getting up, um, health, um, Your thoughts become um, quicker and clearer with with weight loss. I mean, it it lightens everything. It doesn't just lighten your body physically, but it lightens you. The problem with weight loss is a lot of times with diets, it ends up just leading to weight found again and again and again and again. And sadly, it often leads to more weight found again and again and again. So I don't like weight loss because uh, it, it just deals with weight loss I prefer weight management, healthy weight management. How do we get you from where you are to healthy weight management? Um, the other issue I have with weight loss is that if you're a very visual person, <clears throat> pardon me, if you are very visual, weight loss creates an image in the mind. And oftentimes it creates a very unrealistic image, okay? If you are six foot one and medium framed and athletic or have been athletic, um, the picture that weight loss might set in your mind could be something that is completely unrealistic for you to achieve because it largely would make you even more unhealthy than where you already are if you are carrying extra weight. Um, So weight management to me is a more friendly term. It often helps me with clients to create a much more realistic image for them which is something that they can feel good about because instantly it creates a visual that they go, you know what, I can actually do that. I can get there because I've I've been there or I've been close to that or it doesn't seem like um, something unattainable. And with a more realistic image comes a much more um, realistic acceptance of perhaps the process and the time needed to get there. If you can lose massive amounts of weight... In a very short amount of time, I promise you it's really not weight that you're losing. it's um, largely fluid, so with that you're losing um, minerals and and other good things that your body needs. but it's not true fat loss because um, that's what we want to lose when we're when we're losing weight is fat, um, particularly fat that sits around organs and uh, creates a pressure on them, makes it hard for them to do their job and function fat that sits in arteries and, and clogs that highway so that blood can't flow freely. Um, so it's it's time to start talking about weight and health and wellness you know, realistically and not just from this aesthetic picture that we create in our minds and, and how we think we want to look as opposed to what really how should we look? Um, creating a picture of health. Okay. All right. Um, so back to what is under the weight, and that's my favorite term, it's the BS, which stands for belief systems, and we all have belief systems, um, and some of us carry them around for a very long time, and a lot of times we have belief systems, they're there because, you know, we grow up and we are influenced by all kinds of people, family, friends, teachers, um, neighbors, coworkers, colleagues. And because of their reaction to us or how we interact with them, what those relationships are like, we grow up creating a set of belief systems. And sometimes these belief systems can be really good. Um, they can be something um, of a moral compass for us, you know, what what is important to us, values, uh, how we view, you know, things that we believe to be right versus wrong. Belief systems can also be very damaging. Um, they can create feelings of... Um, low self-worth, um, like we're not worthy, we are ugly, we are stupid, um, we we can't achieve the things we want, we're just less than. And a lot of times, probably more than, nine, definitely for sure, more than 90% of the time with clients that I work with, this is what is going on under the weight, okay? And the weight becomes another blanket to hide behind, to hide beneath. If you're already feeling like you're not good enough, if you're already feeling like you have no value in the world, um, you don't ha- feel like you don't have a voice or uh, what you have to say with your voice has no value, that you're not loved, that you're not believed in, um, these can become really damaging to the psyche and what we tend to what what's easy what's easy to do is to self medicate and numb these awful feelings with food because food is something that is abundantly available it's not illegal um you can buy and eat as much as you want um, without being arrested for it. It's not like walking down the street um, with an illegal substance or you know, drinking alcohol is something that is against the law, where you will be, you know, there's, there's a definite immediate consequence for it. Medicating yourself with food is a long term consequence um, in terms of damaging your health, but it's something you have access to. We all have, you know, we have access to food, and we can sit at home, and, um, you know, there's plenty of us out there that have been closet eaters at one time or another, feeling down, feeling sad, um, sitting in front of the TV and just sort of eating without being very mindful and numbing, numbing bad feelings about ourselves. And it's probably one of the toughest things to, it is one of the toughest things to work on, but it can be done. And when a client has that breakthrough moment where they go, oh my gosh, this is where this is coming from, it's absolutely fascinating because instantly I can see the change on their face and how they've been thinking. And... That's when the exciting work starts. That's when I can really sit down with them and say, okay, here's what you've been doing, and here's the pattern you've set for yourself. Now that you have this new awareness, what's one thing we're going to change first? Okay, because ultimately what we need to do is offset this pattern. Um, The thing with patterns is that we form this path, um, this network in our brain. Okay, it's like... um, it's like a road map with all these connections and pathways that our thoughts tra- that our, our thoughts travel along, and thoughts become behaviors and patterns. And the more we do them, the more automatic they become. So these connections are already, if you've been doing something for twenty, thirty, I mean, ten, fifteen years. It is an automatic behavior. It's something you do. If you get up every morning and the first thing you do is you go to the fridge and you grab a can of Coca-Cola, and you've been doing that for the last 10, 15 years, you're doing it without even thinking, really. It's just it's part of a pattern. Now, with that, the way the brain works, um, you can't break it, we can't undo it, Sort of going in and slicing that connection. It is there, but the really amazing, amazing thing about the brain being probably the the smartest, most intelligent piece of equipment on the planet is that it's always capable of creating new pathways. So you're always able to establish a new thought which can help you um, establish a new behavior which can then become a new pattern. So what I like to do with clients is I just call it, um, what do I call it? I, 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 I call it like a crowding out so what we do is we start working on new new thoughts, new patterns to form new connections in the brain. And at first, it, it, it's like a job. It's work because you have to consciously be very aware. You have to be very mindful that when you get up in the morning, from now on, you get up, you go to the fridge, and you grab the water bottle or you grab uh, the yogurt, something. Okay, we have to change that. Pattern of grabbing a can of Coke because we want to dullen um, or um, make less um, less. I can't think of the word. Of course, um, we we just we want to gr- uh, phase that out and replace it with this new pattern, this new healthy behavior. Okay, so. That is, um, that's really encouraging because knowing that, for those of you sitting out there listening, knowing that, just think about your, think, think for yourself, what are some of the things that you do right now that, you know, aren't supportive of a healthy way of living or aren't supportive of supporting you in how you think and what you're telling yourself about yourself as to why you maybe can't lose the weight, why you can't manage a healthy weight, why you're inactive, why you're tired, why you're sick all the time, why you're sore, why you're feeling so, um, Lousy. Why you're not? You know, why are you not where you want to be? What, what's going on? So there's the thoughts. Those are the thoughts. So I want you to go down below those thoughts to what are the patterns that are supporting that? Because we're only doing something if, if um, you know, it, it's if you're still thinking those things because you have patterns and behaviors that are supporting those thoughts. So in order to change them, we have to change the behavior. Okay. So have a think about that and start asking yourself some of those questions. And when you have an answer to that question, ask another one because there's never just one question and one answer. There's always more. And the further back you go, you will find yourself getting to the root cause or the core issue or what I like to call ground zero of what is going on below your weight. Okay? It's not always easy to get to, but it, you can get to it, and sometimes it can be easy. It depends how willing um, you're, how willing you are to be really honest with yourself. It's really easy to be honest with somebody else and look at them, and maybe not to their face, but and we've probably all done it. But think, wow, you know, should they really be having that second helping, or you know, um, boy. He would be so attractive if he lost 10 pounds. Something like that. Or um, you know, I don't know why why they why she doesn't do anything. She used to be such a good volleyball player and now, and now she just sits at home. Um, it's really easy to be to have an an, an honest opinion to, um about others, but when it comes to ourselves it can be much more painful to do that. Um, so sometimes <laughs> finding out what's going on and getting to the truth of the matter in order to make that change that ultimately has you feeling amazing initially can be a painful process but i guarantee you i promise you it is so so worth it because the greatest investment any of us can ever make in our life is an investment in our, in our own health okay because when you are at 110% of your best you can definitely be 100% for the other people in your life okay but if at the end of the day you're less than 50% of your best, then you're a lot less than 25% for the people that maybe need you and are relying on you, children, friends, um, your work. So you owe it to yourself to get to the bottom of all this. And you don't have to do it by yourself. That's the thing. There are a lot of um, reputable professionals in the health and wellness industry and the weight loss industry that are of the same mindset as me, um, they, all, they too, do not think about health and wellness um, from the neck down. They take the step back and look at a person very holistically and go, okay, yes, we can work together to get you looking better and feeling better, but we actually need to know what's going on inside your mind, okay? So it's worth it to do your homework and source out your area. Um, who is available? Okay? Who is available? And... Help, get some help, get some answers. And it's not easy to ask for help, but um, it certainly is a great benefit. And like I said, the greatest investment you can ever make is in your own health and wellness. So so just do it. It's a great way to start, okay? Um, moving on here. Um, so what is under the weight? Okay, so get a little book, get some paper, and start identifying what are those unsupportive behaviors patterns and thoughts that are going on that are keeping you where you are, which is um, a place that maybe you don't want to be. So if you're feeling really tired, you're you're overweight, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, what's going on? So ask yourself that question and write things down, okay? And when when you have a list of questions, just start... Trying to find some answers what is what's happening? what is what might be below the surface of that, okay And don't assume it's something very immediate or in the present. Um, keep going back because uh, as human beings, we are brilliant, absolutely brilliant at masking, hiding, covering up, or just pushing things to the side till they build up to the point that there's like this big gaping wound. And we're kind of aware of it, but not really because we just don't address it. So it sits there and it festers and it, it it kind of infects the rest of the body, making the rest of the body, making the rest of the brain, making the rest of the person unhealthy. And, again, we might throw a Band-Aid on it um, to kind of appease it for a while or settle it down, but without really addressing it, we can't actually heal that and um, get better and move on and move forward stronger and healthier, okay? Okay. Um, so if if you're self medicating the food if you're numbing the food um, why some of the questions might be to help to help you um, find your own answers is you know why do you turn to food? Is it actually the food i mean is it really about the taste? Is it really about that item, or is it that sitting there and eating um, how do I explain this? It takes you to a moment. It takes you to an experience back in your mind when you were happy, when you did feel really, really good. And I'll do my best to explain what I mean. When I was living and working in Canada, I had a lady that I'd been working with for about six months. And she was doing very well. She was following the plan. Um, she came in twice a week and we sat down and just worked through um, the emotional, mental part of the process and, and, and I was the one asking her the tough questions about, you know, trying trying to help her, trying to help us find out what was what was going on and how she got to where she was. And after after about five, six months working with me, she had um she was going away on a holiday with her husband and it, she was going on a cruise. And for any of you who have ever been on a cruise, the food on cruises is absolutely fabulous it is absolutely just to die for Um, there's plenty of it they have some amazing chefs on board so um, the food literally is art okay and it's in massive abundance so um, if you ever need a weight gaining plan i highly recommend a cruise because it can certainly um, support that so anyways this is client, just sweetheart that she has, um, was a bit nervous about going on this cruise because she, she knew all that. She knew that there was going to be a lot of food and a lot of very rich, um, decadent um, treats available to her. So we sat down and kind of came up with the cruise plan, ways for her to keep in check with her healthy eating plan and her, her holistic lifestyle plan, but allow herself to indulge once in a while and um, w- without completely falling off board or going backwards. So that was fine. Um, She was gone for about three weeks and and she already had her appointment set up to come and see me upon her return. So she gets back from the holiday. She comes into the office and she is just beaming. And I comment that she must have had a fantastic holiday because she looks amazing. And she said, well, yes, my holiday was great. But she said, I get it. And I said, you get what? She says, I know why I'm doing why I was doing this. And she went on to tell me about um, when her and her husband first met. And he was courting her. And um, she came from a family. There was a lot of dysfunction. She had a very, very low self-esteem. And so she was dating her husband. And he really did treat her like a princess. He put her on a pedestal. He absolutely adored her. And on um, Fridays, their deal was to go out. There was a little um, chocolate, uh, like a little chocolate cafe or something in the town that they lived. And they would go out and they would share um, a malt, a chocolate malt, and then he would also buy her a little chocolate treat. So she was on this cruise, and they had, um, it was like a malt bar. So one day they were sharing a malt, and she all of a sudden just had her aha moment that her what she called her obsession about chocolate and sort of just she would eat chocolate, not even tasting it, but she would just eat it to eat it, was all about, that was one of the happier times in her life. And although she um, you know, was happily married, that she still had, there was still very much this hurt little girl inside. And chocolate took her back to a moment of when she was being courted and and put on such a pedestal and valued so highly by somebody that that was her... um, her feel-good moment. And it wasn't even about the chocolate. It was about how it made her feel and the memory that it took her back to the experience. So that was like, for her, it completely released a lot of guilt she had um, about the fact that she felt like she was, you know, out of control, she couldn't lose weight, she didn't know how to eat right, and she was just hurting herself. It set her free. And from then on, it was, she actually, she really didn't need me anymore, which was, it was good because um, she got it. She got her answers. So that's uh, if, if that at all helps explain what I'm talking about. Great. If it doesn't, oh well. Message or email me. I'll do my best to further explain. Okay. Um, now here's a few more questions. If you do have a pen and paper out there, here's a few more questions that can that can help you with this. Okay. If you're trying to figure out what's going on, or you you know you do know that there's something else going on besides overeating and and not moving your body enough. When you get up to go eat, or when you find yourself going to the pantry, or standing there—we've all done that—you open the pantry doors, you open the fridge door, and you stand there, and you just want something. You just think, "I just want something." I want you to stop and ask yourself: Are you really hungry? I mean, where are you feeling this need and want? And if you can stop and get really quiet, just where is it coming from? Are you actually feeling hunger? And if you've ever truly been hungry, you know what hunger feels like. You get these pains in your in your abdomen. It can be like cramping, but you just, you know, you've, you need to eat, okay? Or are you not feeling anything physically? Because hunger is something you will actually feel physically, okay? But a need, a desire, a want to eat is something that manifests mentally and emotionally. It's not something you really feel physically. It's just a need. It's an emotional need. So when you're standing there with the pantry door open, when you're standing there with a bag of chips in your hand, you're standing there in front of the fridge and just going, I want something, stop and become very, very mindful of your body and your thoughts and ask yourself, where is this coming from and am I feeling anything physically? If you're not feeling anything physically, you're not hungry, okay? So step back and then the next question would be, well, why do I want something? Okay, and this is when you start asking these questions and start asking more questions and more questions and more questions to get to an answer. Okay, and when you get to that answer, that's when you can start making those changes. Okay, now, um, I talk a lot about being mindful and I did have a question here from, let me just find my questions. Uh, You always talk about being mindful. This is a question from Shannon down in Nevada and she wanted me to explain what I meant by that. And I sort of just touched on it, and that is an awareness, an awareness about how you're feeling and what you're thinking, okay? So, sitting down in front of the TV with popcorn and just eating is not a mindful act, okay? Um, you're very focused on the entertainment, but the food is going in without really any awareness as to how much, probably not a whole lot of chewing. <laughs> um, it's just, it's a habit, Okay. If you're mindful, uh, people that have learned the art of becoming mindful when they eat are very aware of every single bite that they take, okay? They're very aware of chewing slowly. They actually taste the food. There's a gratefulness um, about food and the nutrition And it's not just, I've got 10 minutes, I have to eat, and then run out the door again. That's not mindful, okay? And when we are not mindful about what we're doing, we can overdo things or underdo them. And with food, we tend to more often overdo it, okay? Or make the wrong choices because we need it fast, we need it quick, and then we need to get going. So being mindful involves having to stop and taking a bit of time. And in some cultures... um, The exchange of food with your body is considered to be one of the most sacred exchanges in your lifetime. That when you sit down, um, that is a very sacred moment. Um, There needs to be a high amount of gratitude from the person receiving the food for what it will do for their body. A girlfriend of mine went and studied yoga in India and she was living in an ashram for three months, and she said mealtimes at the ashram were absolute, um, total silence. There was no talking allowed during mealtime, and it was considered a very, very sacred moment. And when she first, she said when she um, first arrived and it was the first meal, it went into this sort of common courtyard area, and she said she had a tiny little bowl of rice and there was something else I can't remember. And she was looking at it and thinking, in- initially she was thinking, this isn't enough food, <laughs> I'm going to be hungry, oh my goodness, no wonder... People, you know, go away to these um, retreats and they come back thinner than when they left. And what she learned, though, in staying there was that she, um, she learned to be more mindful when she ate and she took her time eating and she didn't need as much. She really didn't need as much to feel satisfied. So that is what I mean about being mindful. When you do become mindful and you take the time to feed your body and to feed your brain, you will likely eat less and you will likely start to um crave less of the things that are not as healthy for you because you're actually feeding your body what it needs and you're not you're no longer feeding emotions okay all right now <clears throat> when um, when you start practicing or becoming more more practiced in the in the uh, art of being mindful um you need to figure out what it is what it is that you want, what's your body asking for. And I touched on this, I don't know if it was the last show or the show before, I talked about sometimes the body and the brain, uh, something gets lost in the translation, and my own story is about salt and potato chips. <laughs> I um, love potato chips, and if I'm not careful, I could easily eat too many of them, And what I had to learn was that when my body was um, needing mineral or salt because I I wasn't having enough in my diet, my brain just interpreted it as potato chips. Um, And what I needed to do was relearn that wait a second, I'm pretty sure my cells and my muscle tissue um, are not asking me for potato chips. They're asking for something that they need. And I had to get really, really good at interpreting what those signals were. So when you find yourself um, standing in front of the pantry and it actually is hunger, okay, you can actually feel it physically, it's hunger, it's time to eat. Get very, very good at interpreting what it is your body's asking for. Okay, it's likely not asking for chocolate or potato chips or cheesies or cakes. Not that any of those things have to be off limits for the rest of your life, okay? But they're definitely not what your body is asking for, you know, five to six times a day. Okay, so you have to get very clear and have a very good relationship and open the lines of communication between your brain, what your brain is hearing, and what your body is telling it. Okay, and you have to be the interpreter, and it can take a little bit of um, take a little bit of time. So be kind to yourself. Okay. But be very realistic because, uh, um, you know, we, we all know the difference between what's a healthy food and what isn't. And likely when you start, to, when you're feeling hungry and you actually feel it physically, it's a real food, okay, a whole food. Something that you can pull out of the ground or you can pick off a tree or something you can dig up, okay. So start looking for those items. And if you don't have them in your pantry in your fridge, it might be a good idea to start including more of those foods in your life, okay. That takes a little bit of a challenge away. Start crowding out the less healthy foods and start bringing in more of the healthful food options, okay? And you're more likely to grab those if they're there, all right? If the apples outnumber the cans of Coke in your fridge, you're more likely to grab an apple when you are indeed hungry than you are to grab um, soda pop and candy, okay? Um, So just, I guess I have written down here... um, make sure you know the difference between a craving and actual hunger. And so it's what I've been talking about, feeling something physically as actual hunger and just wanting something. Okay, wants are usually cravings, and wants are the things that aren't the best for us. Um, And those are the things that typically bring us back to a time and a place or an experience, a feel-good moment. Okay, or they just take us out of our mind for for a long enough time to consume something that isn't as good for us to take us away from a moment of feeling bad about ourselves, which is something of a double edged sword because usually by the time you finish that unhealthy food, you end up feeling worse a lot of times. Okay, if that makes sense, and and I know I've been there, um, so it, it's better off to um, make the good choice and feel better when you're done okay now another thing i want to mention here is about water and dehydration 90 percent of the time when someone uh, when we go to the fridge or we're reaching for something to eat our bodies are actually dehydrated um, but dehydration and hunger are very often confused and again this is that interpretation thing what your what your brain is telling you your body needs um, or what your body is telling your brain it needs, but how we're interpreting it, okay? 90% of the time, 90% of the time, your body your body is just saying, I need more water. Most of us are walking around um, in moderate dehydration phase, but we've learned to, we've just learned to cope and function. Um, and we just put more food in and less water. And we need to be drinking much, much, much more water. So if you're spending in your kitchen and you think you need something, and you're not really sure if you do or not, and you're you're still struggling with the, am I hungry? Is it a craving? I don't know if I'm feeling something physically. Is it emotional? I'll take a bit of the guesswork out of here for you. Just get a glass, an eight-ounce glass, a big glass, or a water bottle. Fill it with water and start with that. Have a great big glass of water and wait 10 minutes. See what happens. Do you still really need something? Because if you really are hungry, if you're really hungry, if it's a physical thing, your, your tummy is empty, your body needs fuel, five to ten minutes after you have that glass of water, those feelings will be a little more intense and you'll know without any question that you are hungry and you'll become very aware of what hunger feels like opposed to what an emotional need for food feels like, okay? So if it all sounds a little bit too tricky or a little bit like there's too much guesswork into is it a craving, is it hunger, Start with a glass of water because that glass of water is going to hit your tummy and a tummy that is empty that needs food is going to really start to go, okay, I have the water but I need some food in here and it's going to let you know and you're going to feel it, okay? So that's a quick lesson hunger? what does hunger feel like. Okay, now I said I would answer some questions this week, so I'm going to go through these and get to as many of them as I can. I've already answered the one from Shannon um, about being mindful. So, Shannon, if you are listening, if I answered that, um, which I hope I did, great. If not, please um, please email or Facebook message me and um, we can talk, okay? Another question I have is from Sarah, and she's over in Saskatchewan. And she asks me very candidly, and I love this question, have you ever struggled with weight? Oh, boy, yes, have I ever. <laughs> I did struggle with my weight and mine was very much an emotional an emotional roller coaster of weight, hiving underweight. And um it was often a case of those who can do and those who can't teach because while I was doing this work um you know, while I was in university and 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 getting my um, university education and training and you know, getting one degree after another, I had all the information, I had all the resources, and I had access to some of the best people. I wasn't, I wasn't taking my own great advice. And even when I started um, coaching and working with people, I was putting so much time and effort into working with others that I, I kept putting myself last. Um, I didn't struggle with weight and t- to the point that I was seriously unhealthy. But I struggled with the yo-yo part of it. Um going through moments of burning the candle at both ends and not eating enough. And then um going, okay, this is too much. I'm I'm gonna burn out and then taking time off and eating too much. And I just struggled with getting my balance not because I couldn't and not because I didn't want to. I just didn't I just didn't put the time into myself. And so what I had to do was ask myself those questions and get to the root of, okay, what's going on with me that I just sort of keep pushing this off to the side? Uh, here I am making up plans and programs and spending time working with people, getting them sorted and getting them in a state of balance and helping them to find a greater health and wellness. So why do I keep pushing my own life off to the side and not dealing with it? So I had to get very real. I had to get very vulnerable Because you can't change what you refuse to acknowledge and accept and look at. And I just didn't want to take the time. And once I did, um, things all turned around. It it turned around. And um, although I am a coach myself, um, I sourced out and found someone that I could work with. Because I also needed somebody to be accountable to. So um, the quick answer to your question, Sarah, is yes and sometimes even coaches and doctors and healers and, and people that help other people need help themselves. So um, I did, I did struggle myself and it took me a little while to not get things in check. It just took me a while to make myself a priority in my own life to actually address, to acknowledge, address, and then make changes. Okay. Um, Justin, what's my number one tip? Now I've not sure what kind of tip, if it's to do with food or exercise or other, but my number one tip is um, I'm going to go with accountability. You have to be accountable about your life. If you, It's all good and well to go, okay, that's it. I want to lose weight. I want to get in better shape. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want things to change. I want them to change now. That is fantastic. But I'm gonna make, I promise you something. If you're not willing to be accountable for the choices you've made to get you where you are, if you're not willing to be accountable for behaviors and patterns that you have now made very, um, you know, sort of everyday, common, the way you live, you can't change anything. And if you do change it, it's going to be short-lived and the results are not going to be sustainable, they're not going to last, and you're going to end up feeling worse in six months than you're actually feeling that day that you wake up and go, that's it, I've had enough, okay? Okay? hats off to you my absolute utmost respect to those of you that do get up and have that moment where you you look in the mirror and you realize you've tried everything you've tried every diet you've tried every exercise program you have gym memberships to 75 percent of the gyms in your town and maybe even neighboring towns that you haven't used (laughs) you have the video library and the BOSU balls, and the Swiss balls, and the bands, and you have all that stuff that isn't being used, that's sitting on shelves getting dusty. When you reach the point that you realize you've tried it all, but you're not doing it, and you need to make a change, you do have um, my respect for that, because that in itself is massive acknowledgement. And it can be hard. It can be hard to, to look at and go, I've got all this stuff here, all these promises I made myself, all these New Year's resolutions, and I've done nothing with it. So when you have that moment of, that's it, that's enough, I want to change, that's fantastic. But now you need to be accountable for all the decisions that got you to this moment. And without that acknowledgement, without that acceptance, you're not actually seeing the big picture of everything that's gone on to get you here, and you can't change it, okay? So the number one tip is accountability. And again, get out a piece of paper, get out a pen, and start writing some things down. What are the things you are doing today that are not supporting a life of sustained health and wellness? Okay, that's the quickest way to start. And there's a few that right off the bat you know. And no one's gonna you know, no one's gonna ask you for this. Don't be ashamed. Don't be scared. Just write it out. No one's gonna come knocking on your door and say, okay, I want your list. Okay, write it out and go. Yeah. This is what I've done. This is how I behave. These are the things that I do. Okay? When you have a list, pick one. Pick one thing that you want to change. And don't start with the hardest one, okay? Don't all of a sudden go, okay, I'm going to get up and for the next three mornings in the ro- in a row, I'm going to do a 5K run. That might be a little bit ambitious, okay? <laughs> Let's start with something that you know for sure you're going to have some success. That's going to have you feeling good that's going to produce all those feel-good hormones and chemicals in your brain, that's going to make you go, okay, man, I got through the week, and you know what? I've been drinking 10 glasses of water every day for the last seven days. I never drank water. All I ever did was drink soda pop. Yay, congratulations. Now pick something else, okay? Pick those things that you know you can do that are going to give you success for small chunks of time, five to seven days in a row. Success, success, success. And that success is going to motivate you to keep picking things off your list, making better choices. As you make the better choices, these become your new behaviors. As it's become your new behaviors, you're forming new connections in your brain. These new, these new connections are going to overpower the old ones that were not very supportive, that were the unhealthy behaviors, okay? So, Justin, that's my number one tip. Get accountable, start making a list, and start choosing from that list what you want to change, Okay? okay, the per- oh, okay Melissa Melissa, also from Canada, but she doesn't say where what is the perfect diet, and is there one? Yes, yes, there is a perfect diet. <laughs> I have the secret to the perfect diet, okay, you ready, and you might want to write this down. The perfect diet is this: the perfect diet is the one that works for you, okay, what I mean is. When you can wake up in the morning feeling rested, happy about the day, um, hopeful about the day, you have lots of energy, when um, you sleep well through the night consistently, that a good night's sleep isn't a rare occasion. When you can get through your day without massive crashes and feeling like you need a nap, when you... (coughs) Pardon me. Um, yeah, when you get through your day and you, you're on, okay, mentally you're on, you are, um, you can cope, you can problem solve and conflict resolve if need be, um, you have a, a, a healthy, upbeat attitude most of the time, and, um, you know, we do all have bad days and, or moments where we think, oh, this is just too much, but basically, if you have energy to get through your day, if you're feeling good at the end of your day, not completely wasted and, and done, you can sleep through the night really well, wake up feeling ready for another day, then you're on a really good diet and, and fitness program, okay? But it's different for everybody. And it's different for everybody because biochemically, um, we react differently to different foods. Um, we react differently to stress. We also have very different lives, okay? Some, some people are working two to three jobs and are single parents. Others uh, maybe stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads. So you have to take into account what's going on in your life. What does your life look like? Okay, come up with an eating plan for life that fits into that. Um, Some form of uh, activity, fitness, exercise that also fits into that. That isn't a whole other second job on top of what you're already doing. It's a lifestyle. And when you nail that and you figure it out and you can feel that good, you know, 95% of your days, that's your perfect diet. That's the one that works for you. That is your job to find out, and you can get help with that, okay? So that's the perfect diet, Melissa. Uh, The last question I'll address here quickly is from um, a... I don't know what I have written down there. Um, But it's from somebody in Alaska, and they're asking, there is so much information out there, how do I know what's right for me? Yes, this is... um, A common, common question. There is an abundance of information and resources out there, and it can be really tricky to know what and how to apply it to your life. Um, What you do need to realize is a lot of it, you can just cut it out and toss it aside because it doesn't apply to you. Now, if you take some of those tips I gave today in terms of getting accountable, writing things down, making a list, that can help you narrow down what are some of the tools, some of the resources, some of the help out there that is valid that you can apply. This can help you sort of sift and sort through all the information out there and start the process of narrowing it down and and picking from that. And once you um, even begin that narrowing down process, as you work through some of those, uh, those resources and some of that information, you will still be, you know, keeping some things and tossing other things out. And like I said, do your homework. Find out who's in your area. Um, that can help you. And find out who's online. There are, uh, like myself, I do, I do a lot of work online with clients. I work with clients overseas, back like in North America. I work with clients here in New Zealand. I work with clients in Australia. Online is good because it just it's that person that helps you uh, remain accountable to your plan. It's also the person that, when you're working with them, they take that job on board for you. As long as you're honest with them and you're very open and allow yourself to be very vulnerable with your coach, your coach is more than happy to go through all that information and find out what's a good fit for you. So that's one of the other benefits of working with a coach, is that um, you don't have to spend hours because it can, it can be an incredibly daunting and massive, massive uh, amounts of time going through information and um, resources to find out you know, what is gonna work, what may work. Um, a coach will do that for you. So it can sometimes be worth its weight in gold depending on your time schedule, uh, what you have available, and, and, you know, um, how much you want to take on yourself, okay? So um, the quick answer to that is there's so much out there. Initially, just take half of it, put it off to the side, focus on some of these questions you've asked yourself, some of these things that you've written down on your list of what are you doing that isn't supporting you. And if it's still too much, um, get, get some help. Get somebody on board to work with you, Okay. That's a great way, a great way to get ahead of the game. Um, <clears throat> um, we're getting close, I think, here to the end of the show. Um, so there's a few things I wanted to mention, <clears throat> and that is, if you go to the website www.tonyafines.co.nz, you can download a health and wellness wheel. Um, this is a great tool to uh, get you thinking about areas of your life. What I've done is I've broken up life into um, different aspects. So um, I think on there it's like education, um, exercise, nutrition. So it's just a wheel, and it's broken up into pie-shaped blocks. And you give yourself a a score from awesome to not-so-awesome. When you're done uh, filling in those dots, what you do is you just connect them. So connect the dots, really easy to do. And you take a look at how round that wheel is. And what it does is it's just a visual tool to show you Um, what areas maybe you want to start focusing on. This can be another way to help you with um, bringing in the supportive behaviors, right, crowding out the bad ones and bringing in the good ones. So um, I invite you to go to the website, please, and there are some other free resources you can download. There's also, what are they on there? Goal, uh, they're called goal cards. And this is a card that uh, you can print it off and you carry it around with you. Now, I used to do this a long time ago. I just had a, a business card that someone gave me, and the back side was blank. And I thought, man, there was times when I was out with girlfriends for, you know, having coffee and they were getting treats or um, I was not having a great day. And I thought, oh, you know, I don't want to go to the gym today. I don't want to eat healthy today. I'm just I'm just kind of feeling yuck today and negative self-talk and, you know, not very supportive of myself. What I did was on the back of this business card, I wrote down the top three reasons why I was making these changes in my life, why I wanted to be healthier, why I wanted to feel better, why I wanted to get in the best shape of my life, and why I deserved it all. So I wrote these things down on the back of the card, and when I was having a poor me moment, because that's what it was, it was just poor me, I would take this card out and instantly my mindset would change, because all of a sudden it was like, yeah, this is why I'm doing it. These are lifetime results. These are lifetime goals this is why I'm putting the investment in because I want to be this person. I want to feel this way all the time. <clears throat> so I do have those uh, for download and you can print them off and you can write your own goals on them and then just stick it in your wallet or your handbag or a pocket and carry it around with you. It's a good little self-motivation tool. It's not something that you have to you know, pull it out and show it to everybody. It's just something private between you and yourself to remind you that you are worse investing the best of your time the best of your thoughts the best of yourself into you okay you deserve to be in the greatest state of being all the time okay so it's just a little pick-me-up in those moments when we have you know those moments that we all have um also today um uh, i what i want to offer is for the um The first 10 people who contact me, um, you can contact me via the website. There's a contact sheet uh, or contact form you can fill up, which goes right to my email. You can also contact me on my Facebook page at Health4, that's number four, Health4Life. Um, The first 10 people that contact me, I'm offering a free half-hour consult. Normally, the consults are $50 for a half an hour. But for the first 10 people that contact me following today's show, I'm willing to do a half-hour consult, and that can be set up via a call or Skype. Um, it can be just online chat, whatever works for you. It doesn't matter where you are. Um, I'm quite happy to work with you, no matter where in the world you find yourself. And um, so that's just being offered for today for those for today listeners. So if you want to take advantage of that, please do. I would love to hear from you. I would love to help get you started on feeling better living um, the kind of lifestyle that you want to live. And you can do that. As I said again, I'll repeat the information. The website is www.tonyafines.co.nz and the Facebook page is Health for Life. And basically either of those two pages have my emails of all my contact. I'm very, very easy to find so you don't ever have to worry about not being able to reach me. Um, Always, please give me a day, um, up to 48 hours to respond sometimes. It sort of comes in ways. I get hit with a ton of of emails, and I do answer them all. Um, Usually, within two days, I can get to all of them. So if you don't hear from me right away, um, don't panic. I will absolutely get back to you. And even if you're not um, one of the first ten, I will still reply to you. And... um, um definitely, definitely would love would love to hear from you. Um, okay, so do I have time for one more question? Okay, yes, here we go. I had a second person ask that similar question about there being so much information out there um, and how do I apply it? Here's another thing. If, if you've made some changes, you're gonna know if they're not working. If you don't begin to feel better, it's not working, so change it, okay? It's really simple. I find it so sad when um, people come in and they say, you know, I've been doing this and I, I've been doing it for three months and I'm just, I'm not losing weight or I'm just, I'm feeling worse, I'm sick all the time. Um, if something isn't working, change it. It's okay? there isn't somebody standing behind the bushes or behind the door that's scoring you on whether you've stuck to it or not if something isn't working don't put any more time to it into it switch it up okay um that's the beauty of it and and that can sometimes be fine it's a challenge as well finding what works for you but it also is a tremendous um it, it's quite an um an eye-opening experience when you find out what does work for what does work for you versus what you thought was going to work for you. Okay? A lot of times what was working for us in our 20s doesn't always work in our 40s. And that's a good thing. <laughs> it can be a very good thing. So embrace embrace that process um, and be willing to go with it. Be willing to go with it. Don't fight it. If you find that you're fighting it and it's still not working, stop. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. It's that simple. It's that simple. Um, One more question here. Where did I put it? It was, oh, okay. How quickly can I expect results? Hmm. Boy, I wish I could actually say, okay, within 31 days, you're going to have instant results. Results are not often instant. Um, This is a process. This is a process of living... um, living in a state of being that supports all the things that you want to do. So it supports you physically and the physical challenges and demands on your body. It supports supports you emotionally. It supports you psychologically, physically, mentally. Um, It's an entire holistic way of being, a holistic state of wellness. Okay, and that means, again, this isn't from the neck down. This is from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. Feeling well, being well, and living well. Okay, and it is, um, your body isn't in separate parts that you take apart at night and rest them all individually and then put yourself together in the morning. You are one working unit. So the quicker you can get things in sync, the quicker... um, or the more committed you are to living a lifestyle that supports your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health, spiritual health, uh, the, the better you're going to be. The better you're going to be um, holistically and completely for that. Okay, it is It is a lifestyle. So how quick are the results? Well, how committed are you to that? How committed are you to getting up each day and making small changes that lead to big, big lasting results, okay? It usually, um, from a scientific standpoint, it takes 21 days to form a new connection in your brain, which is that when I talked earlier on the show about um, thoughts, behaviors, and patterns. 21 days. So I mean, that's not a lot of time. That's quick to establish it. Now, what you do is you need to keep repeating, okay, strengthen it. It's like a muscle, okay? If you go to the gym and you pick up a weight with your left arm and you're constantly doing curls with your left arm, you're going to develop and grow that left bicep muscle while your right arm stays exactly the same. You might pick up a weight with the right arm, but if you do, you know, and pick up the weight and hold it, that's a great first step. You actually have to do something with it. So if you're picking up weight and you're only um, moving one arm, That's the only one that you're going to get any results with. The other arm is just going to stay there, get tired and sore, and and nothing's going to happen, okay? Thoughts are the same thing. Where your thoughts go, your body is going to follow. So you change the behavior, you change your thinking, you form a new connection, and you begin the process of repeating it so it becomes automatic, okay? And then that new connection outweighs and outstrengthens a less supportive connection. Okay. Um with with respect to your health and your overall being. And again, as I said, once <clears throat> these these stronger, more positive behaviors and thoughts come into play and you start forming these other connections, you just you start to feel better. And it's amazing how um clients will come in and everybody everybody, whether they need to or not, thinks that they have to lose weight. That's always the number one reason why people walk through the door. And it's amazing how within a month or two, they may not have lost heaps of weight. Like they're, they, they may have come in on day one thinking, I want to lose 20 pounds in two months, um, which is a lot. But four to six weeks later, they've lost some weight, they've tightened and toned, but their mindset has changed. And when they change their mindset, it's amazing how the person they see when they look in the mirror looks very different to them than the person they saw the day that they first walked into my office or the day that we first connected and talked um, so that that's another great supportive, motivating um, benefit of getting the brain on board in, into all of this, okay? You start to think differently, and when you start to think differently, visually what you see is very different. It's more positive, and that is massively, massively motivating. There's no greater motivation than when you look in the mirror and go, hmm, I've got this, I've got this. Okay, I just got my one-minute signal that um, we're, we're at the end of the show today. I want to thank you all for um, listening in, and thank you so much for your questions. Please keep those questions coming because I will answer them. And, again, if you are interested in the free consult, please go to my website, www.tonyafines.co.nz, or my Facebook page, Health for Life. Send me a message, send me an email, send me your questions. First 10 people, um, it's a free half-hour consultation. I would love to hear from you. I would love to help you. I would love to um, get you started on putting together your own holistic lifestyle plan for um, living uh, living your greatest state of wellness and health and get you out of the rut of yo-yo dieting and just be sick and tired of being sick and tired. This is about you. This is about get, getting you on um, a plan that supports you that, um, supports your health, your mental health, your physical health, that has you feeling great, because, um, you, you deserve it, you really do deserve it, you deserve to get up every day, feeling great, looking in the mirror, going, damn, you know, this is, I've got it, I've got it, you all deserve to feel like that, so please, um, I love hearing from you, I love getting your questions, I love getting your emails, please stay connected, um, and by all means, um, send uh send those questions in send those questions in and uh if it's, if you have a pressing question that you absolutely have to have an answer to right now um don't worry you, I I I won't make you wait two weeks um send me your questions and and say look you know I can't wait till your next show but can you answer this question for me I am more than happy to um to do that and um oh sorry my I'm hoping you all can hear me. It shows me that my microphone is off. Um, yeah. To, uh, the website again, www.tonyafines.co.nz. The Facebook page is Health for Life. And either of those two places can link you up to me. I have um, all my information there for emails and numbers and Skype and, and all of that. And I do do look forward to hearing from you. So... Until next week, live well, live happy, and uh, keep those questions coming. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full purchases, buy law, 80 plus, start the conditions apply. See website for details.